Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 14th of April. India has reported 10,363 coronavirus cases and 339 deaths as of today morning. Prime Minister Modi in his morning address today announced that the nationwide lockdown will be extended till May the 3rd and said new guidelines will be released tomorrow that is on Wednesday. He said the decision was based on his discussion with state governments. Following his address the center extended the suspension of services for all passenger trains and flights till May the 3rd. The prime minister said that social distancing and lockdown were beneficial in curbing the virus. He said and I quote if we look at it merely from the economic perspective it has cost us a lot but this cannot be compared to the importance of human lives unquote The prime minister said that the restrictions will be made even stricter till April 20th to curb the increasing number of hotspots He said regions which do not show an increase in hotspots by April 20th will be allowed to begin operating certain industries but If the lockdown restrictions are not followed, the restrictions will be reimposed. While the virus has spread to almost 50% of India's districts, yesterday the center said that 25 districts across 15 states had contained the spread of COVID-19 with no new cases reported in the last 2 weeks. That reminds me, have you guys heard the latest episode of Reporters Without Orders? Anumeha Yadav, an independent journalist who frequently writes reports for News Laundry, joined me to discuss her report on Bilwara, India's first district to go under lockdown. With no new cases reported last week, there was a lot of talk of the success of the Bilwara model and how other states could implement it. Anumeha talked about what they did right and where they faltered. Do give it a listen. The Prime Minister also declared that there was no shortage of the supply of essential items in the country and supply chain bottlenecks were being quickly resolved. He added that global experience showed that with 10,000 cases around 1500 to 1600 beds would be necessary. But India already has more than 1 lakh beds ready. While the Prime Minister urged everyone to help poor people, what he did not mention, however, are the increasing number of layoffs across companies in spite of his appeal against it. Do read Ayush's report on the layoffs in Indian media. It is titled The Quince Sends 45 Staffers on Indefinite Leave Without Pay. Times of India lays off 3 from Sunday magazine. Anusuya too wrote a report on the same it is titled News Nation lays off its entire English digital team of 15 Dear listeners as you can see media is under severe financial pressure this especially due to the lack of advertisements which are essential for the survival of most ad dependent organizations while we at news laundry as many of you might know do not depend on advertisers or sponsors we are facing the crunch as well We believe that in order for news to serve public welfare genuinely, media needs to stay independent. So we depend solely on our lovely subscribers who have shown us tremendous support so far. And to be really honest, if you are a non-subscriber listening to this and you think we're doing a good job, then please consider subscribing to us. We need your support now more than ever before. Go to newslaundry.com, check out all the stuff we do, and if you think we're worthy of your support, then please hit the subscribe button on the top right corner. The lowest plan begins at 300 bucks a month only. Coming back to today's updates, Maharashtra is the worst affected state with 2,455 coronavirus cases, followed by Delhi with 1,510 cases, and Tamil Nadu with 1,173 cases. 
Rajasthan, Madhya Pradesh, Telangana, Uttar Pradesh and Gujarat are among the other worst affected states. Of the total 339 deaths, Maharashtra tops the tally with 160 fatalities, followed by Madhya Pradesh at 43, Delhi at 28, Gujarat at 26. More than 2 lakh COVID-19 tests have been conducted so far, according to an official from the ICMR. Meghalaya has reported its first case of coronavirus yesterday after a doctor at Shillong's Bethany Hospital tested positive. Bollywood superstar Shah Rukh Khan donated 25,000 PPE kits to the frontline medical staff in Maharashtra fighting to contain the spread of the novel coronavirus. After Vadodara, Mumbai police too has deployed drones for keeping an eye on hotspot areas of Dharavi and Worli. Telangana Municipal Administration Minister KT Ramarao has announced that nearly 74 lakh bank accounts would receive 1500 rupees as support during the lockdown. Punjab Food and Civil Supplies Minister Bharat B. Ashu said that the government will procure 135 lakh metric tons of wheat crop in the coming one and a half months. He said, and I quote, we have sufficient stock to supply to the entire country, unquote. The Karnataka Labour Department has directed private sector employees in the state to not lay off workers and pay them wages on the due date without any deduction during the lockdown. Meanwhile, the Ministry of Labour and Employment has set up 20 control rooms across India to address wage-related grievances and mitigate problems faced by migrant workers amid the lockdown. The control rooms are being managed by Labour Enforcement Officers, Assistant Labour Commissioners, Regional Labour Commissioners and Deputy Chief Labour Commissioners of the respective regions. Moving on to some international updates on the virus. The global death toll neared 1,20,000 as cases passed 1.92 million. According to Johns Hopkins University figures, 19,20,985 people worldwide are known to have been infected with coronavirus, though the total number of infections is likely higher. So far, 1,19,687 people have died in the pandemic. As of Tuesday morning, at least 5,80,878 people across the United States had tested positive for the virus, according to a New York Times database. More than 23,000 people have died. Starting from today, Austria and a handful of other European nations have begun to slowly ease restrictions as their economies are under severe strain due to the shutdown. Spain allowed construction workers and some factory workers to resume their jobs on Monday and Italy has allowed some shops to reopen. Italy has seen over 20,000 deaths from the virus. Just as other European coronavirus hotspots start to lift some restrictions on businesses, the UK seems set to extend its lockdown measures into early or perhaps even late May. The official number of deaths from the virus in the UK stands at 11,239. Yesterday, in a televised address, the French president said that France would return to normal life on 11th of May if citizens were civic, responsible, respected the rules and if the number of cases of coronavirus continued to drop. He said that only by respecting the confinement rules would the battle against COVID-19 be won. But today, a day after French President Emmanuel Macron's televised address, Finance Minister Bruno Le Maire has said that the economy will contract 8% in 2020. He said, and I quote, each day, each week of the confinement is worsening our public finances, unquote. Meanwhile, the deserted streets of Paris saw some bizarre scenes. Many videos of the incident were shared online by people who spotted a zebra and two horses running alongside vehicles on the road. 
The animals had escaped from a nearby zoo after the gate of their enclosure was left open. The number of confirmed coronavirus cases in Germany jumped by 2082 to a total of 125,098. Russia reported a record daily increase of 2,774 cases of COVID-19, bringing its tally to 21,102 since the outbreak. The number of deaths increased by 22 to a total of 170. Afghanistan's health minister has said that the country is prepared for the worst case scenario as the number of confirmed cases reached 714 amid a surge of infection in Kabul and Kandahar. 49 new coronavirus cases were recorded in the last 24 hours in the war-torn country, 18 of which were confirmed in the capital of Kabul, taking the total number of infections to 178. China meanwhile has approved clinical trials of two experimental vaccines to treat the coronavirus the official news agency Xinhua reported on Tuesday Chinese exports of the much needed N95 respirators surgical masks and other personal protection equipment were delayed for a fourth day today as China's customs agency is yet to resolve an important regulatory issue Responding to complaints from Europe that some medical supplies had quality problems, the General Administration of Customs ordered 2 weeks ago that only factories with medical certification from the Chinese government could continue to export medical supplies. The country is now facing a new coronavirus flare-up along its remote northern border with Russia, far from the epicenter of Wuhan. The frontier has been sealed and emergency medical units have rushed to the area to prevent travelers from bringing the virus back from overseas. The long porous border of Heilongjiang province and neighboring Inner Mongolia has much less travel compared to major cities like Beijing and Shanghai. But it is a popular alternative route into the country. Many Chinese live and work in Russia where China has major investments encouraged by warm ties between Beijing and Moscow. President Vladimir Putin warned that Russia faces extraordinary crisis. He suggested that the army could be drafted in and as China also sounded an alarm at the cross-border cases. Japan's health ministry has reported 390 new cases of the infection, taking the domestic total to 7,645. The country was put in a state of emergency last week, but many people were still seen queuing up at grocery stores and crowding shopping arcades in parts of downtown Tokyo to stock up on necessities. South Korea has reported 27 fresh new cases of coronavirus, the 13th day in a row of below 100 cases as infections continue to decrease in the worst hit city of Daegu and nearby towns. The country has reported 10,564 infections and 222 virus-related deaths. Now for some non-coronavirus news. Wildfires in Ukraine have spread to just over 2 kilometers from the defunct Chernobyl nuclear power plant and a disposal site for radioactive waste. A Chernobyl tour operator posted a video on Facebook. The video showed thick gray clouds of smoke and flames rising within sight of the protective shelter over the remains of Chernobyl's Unit 4 nuclear reactor, the site of the deadliest nuclear disaster in history. Ukraine's emergency service on Monday said that the fire was difficult but called for calm, saying all radiation levels in Kyiv, Ukraine's capital, were normal and urged people not to listen to apocalyptic messages. The agency said, and I quote, "The main thing we can say is that there is no threat to the nuclear power station, the spent fuel storage, and to other critical sites in the exclusion zone." Unquote. 
More than 300 firefighters aboard dozens of fire trucks were working to contain the blaze. Aerial support is being provided by three aircrafts and three helicopters. The agency did not say exactly how far the fire was from the site of the former reactor or other sensitive areas. Fires have been burning since 4th of April in Chernobyl's exclusion zone as a result of locals setting fire to grass. South Korea's National Assembly elections will see the country's first feminist party try to win seats in order to keep widely neglected women's issues on the political agenda. The decades-old ban on abortion, unrealistic beauty standards and the innumerable Molka spy cam incidents have seen young women lead high-profile campaigns questioning the country's socio-political culture and its detrimental effects on women. The current campaign has been dominated by the government's response to COVID-19, but the newly formed Women's Party warned that South Korea's sexual discrimination and violence record is facing the danger of being overlooked. The country's technological progress, economic power and the worldwide popularity of its music and cuisine often tend to hide the true nature of the country's conservative and patriarchal society. It ranked 108th out of 153 on the World Economic Forum's 2020 Global Gender Gap Index. Women comprise just 17% of MPs in the National Assembly, well below the global average of about 25% according to the Interparliamentary Union. A professor in politics at the Kyunghee University in Seoul said, and I quote, The setting up of the Women's Party is significant because as a minor party, it would be fairly difficult to tap into a broader electorate. Unquote. To win a seat, the party would need to secure a minimum of 3% of popular vote. But given that it is unlikely to attract male voters, it would probably have to win the backing of double that proportion of female voters. Kim Yoon-ju, co-leader of the Women's Party, said that teenagers and young women are the groups whose voices are heard the least. The party members have received death threats and have had stones thrown at them during the campaign. South Korean women have been forced to put up with injustices such as digital sex crimes for years. If we put off confronting these problems until the next elections in four years' time, it will be too late. Unquote. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Communal propaganda continues to spread in the country, often with the aid of some of our news channels, despite the entire world being in the middle of a health crisis. The hatred saw a steep rise after a certain sect of Muslims from the Tablighi Jamaat gathered in Delhi's Nizamuddin a few days before the national lockdown was announced. Many Muslims have been attacked and a young man even lost his life due to this hate. In light of these incidents, if you have ever wondered who those Muslim representatives or so-called Mulvis are, the ones the likes of Arnab and Amish have on their primetime shows to constantly berate and shout at, please read Mehraj's piece titled, Who is that Muslim voice on your TV? A charlatan likely. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.